Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Good afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Colican District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. How's it going, Max? Yeah, good. <laughs> Bit warm today? Yep. What have you been up to? Uh, not much. Not much? Yeah. Chillaxing? Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it feels like forever since we've been here in the studio. It's only been uh, an extra week. Unfortunately, I was away last Sunday. I was on uh, official LOL radio business. But uh, have you finished school now, I believe? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you're in full holiday mode? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have um, you know graduation and stuff like that, or is that all? I didn't know. Don't know? Yep, yep. Well, uh, we've got uh, a show that is fast melting away <laughs> in front of us today because uh, the weather outside is quite warm and uh, we've decided to go with an ice cream product as our main topic today, so uh, we do need to get on to uh, chatting about that. But before we do, there is something new on the shelf to investigate. What's new, Okay, dokie, Max. So uh, there is a new brand, or well, not new brand as such, uh, but a new flavour of a brand that we haven't looked at yet on the, on the station. Uh, so Nexpa. Have you heard of Nexpa before? Mm. They seem to be everywhere at the moment. I'm thinking there must have been a pretty big promotion coming into summer. Uh, it's a sugar-free um, drink, like... Uh, Sugar-free, sparkling mineral water, I think they are. Uh-huh. Um, and they're, they're branding themselves around uh, various different health focuses. So um, there's kombucha, there's um, a, a gut-based uh, one, for, so good for your gut because kombucha has those probiotics and stuff like that similar to yogurt but um this particular range that they put out uh i noticed the other day i thought okay right we'll we'll check those out see what they're what they're all doing um so there's those probiotic ones we will look at these on a future edition of the show as a uh, a specific topic but the most recent one to hit the shelves is immunity <laughs> what does that sound like to you i don't know <laughs> uh, if you're immune to something, you're likely to not catch colds and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So uh, this is a lemon and ginger sparkling nootropic, is what they're calling it, uh, with vitamin C, echinacea, and 500 million probiotics. Does that sound terrifying to be putting into your body? 
But uh, absolutely zero sugar. So all natural ingredients, Australian owned. Um, says it's a good source of vitamin C, 500 million bacillus coagulin probiotics to maintain a happy gut. Uh, ginkgo biloba for a natural nootropic kick. Who knows what these things mean? And Echinacea and ginger extract, nature's finest natural defences. So it's lemon and ginger at the best of times is good for uh, fighting off flus and colds and things like that. So they've they've put that into a sugar-free drink to boost your immune system. So let's see what we've got here. They also have other flavours out called uh, Glow, Gut, and what was the other one? There was another one, Focus. So, oh, okay, it's bubbling away there. What are you thinking? It looks bubbly. Very bubbly, kind of champagne-looking, yeah. colour-wise. Lots and lots and lots of bubbles. Yeah. So, highly carbonated. But yeah, zero sugar, zero dietary fibre and carbohydrates, no gluten detected. So, this ginkgo biloba... An echinacea makes its way into their uh, little diagram of the health rating. Apparently 9 kilojoules of energy per 100 mil. 3.4 milligrams of vitamin C. Okay. <laughs> Down the hatch then. Let's see what this, uh, what this does for your flavours, tingles and body sensors. What's it doing? Tastes sort of like ginger. That's a that's a good thing considering it's in the name. Oh, it's got a um, very sharp uh, taste in your mouth, mm-hmm. and then what's the lingering aftertaste? Would you say? I'm not sure if that's pleasant or not. I don't know. It's it's got a very bitey kind of ginger taste straight up. You're right with that. Yeah. But whatever this, are you getting lemon or just ginger? Just ginger. Yeah, I'm struggling to get the lemon. Unless maybe that's the aftertaste. But it's because it's zero sugar, it's not that... Sugar often balances out the lemon taste in things so that it's not too sharp or sweet. Uh, Sorry, it's not too sharp or sour. The sweetness balances it out. Because there's no sugar, maybe that is just pure lemon juice taste Mm -hmm. that is uh, left lingering in your mouth. All I can taste is um, ginger. Yeah, it's very gingery. Yeah. But it's not like ginger beer that has that sweet aftertaste. Maybe it is lemon juice taste that is left afterwards. But yeah, very, very, very strong ginger taste. Yeah. Kind of like a ginger tea or... But bubbly. (laughs) But apparently very, very good for you. And no hidden sugars in their uh, ingredients list that I can uh, decipher. Just sparkling water, next but good sweet, which is natural sweeteners of etheritol and stevia, citric acid, ginkgo biloba. We're going to have to do a, a deep dive on uh, what all these things mean. But uh, what's your thoughts on the uh, next but immunity? If it was less ginger, it'd be better. Yeah, <laughs> I think the ginger's there to give it some sort of flavour. Yeah. Otherwise, it is just sparkling water. As I say, I'm struggling to get lemon taste out of it. They they come in other flavours, but the lemon and ginger seems to be the immunity one. Um, there's a, uh, a peach one, a mango one, strawberry, 
apple, orange as well. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure whether I'm in love with that one or not. Thumbs up or thumbs down from you? What are you thinking? One thumb. One out of two? Yeah. Okie dokie. Well, uh, we'll take a quick break. Then we're going to have a look at the history of this week's topic. So stick around here on Afternoon Delight. Okie dokie, Max. Time for us to have a look at the history of today's topic, which is connoisseur ice cream. So they're a gourmet ice cream uh, brand uh, manufactured by Peters, who in turn are owned by so many other companies these days. Uh, Peters, the company that manufactures ice cream, was first established back in 1907 in New South Wales as Peters American Delicacy Company. Um, they opened the Health Food of a Nation manufacturing uh, facility in Redfern in 1923 and continued to expand their business throughout the late 1920s uh, when in 1927 they opened up Peter's Arctic Delicacy Co. in Brisbane as well as a branch in Newcastle and then in 1929 associated companies were established in Victoria, Western Australia and a Townsville manufacturing branch in Queensland. So pretty much setting themselves up all around Australia. Peters was largely responsible for introducing to Australia the small refrigerated cabinet, which is then hired out to retailers. So when you go to lots of corner stores, you'll see a Peters ice cream... um, I was going to say fridge. Freezer, that's the word I'm looking for, in uh, many of those little uh, shops branded all over with Peter's ice cream. The uh, red and cream corporate identity was adopted in New South Wales and Queensland, whilst in Victoria and Western Australia they had a green and cream look. Um, The company was taken over in the late 1980s by Pacific Dunlop, who these days are known as Ansel, uh, after the company collapsed. Pacific Dunlop sold the food assets off in the mid-1990s, and then the ice cream division was acquired by Nestle. So Nestle continued to market brands such as the Choc Wedge, the Drumstick, and the Monaco Bar. Then ownership of other separate Peter's ice cream businesses in Western Australia passed on to Peter's and Browns, and then Fonterra in 2006, and uh, more breaks down to uh, Nestle in late 2000. Um, in 2012, the Peter's ice cream business, including its Mulgrave factory, was purchased outright by Pacific Equity Partners, and um, they were able to retain, well, Nestle, the company, was able to retain the ice cream brand such as Drumstick, but um, uh, then everything got sold on to create Froneri, a joint venture between r and Ice Cream PAI Partners and Nestle in 2018. So this great big Peter's ice cream journey has ended up with Froneri being the uh, the parent company, if you want to call it, which is a global ice cream manufacturer uh, based in New Yorkshire in England. So what was a, uh, a thriving Australian business is now part of the, the global ice cream family. But uh, this particular product that we're looking at today is extremely well marketed 
as gourmet ice cream. And it comes in heaps of different flavours. Uh, and the ice cream itself is marketed as um, taking gourmet flavours from all over the world and infusing it with uh, exotic flavours. So they've started with kind of the classic vanilla um, with like Australian cream, which is then turned into ice cream, and then Madagascan vanilla extract <laughs> to make it sound super, super fancy. They have things like uh, Barossa Valley Merlot with blackberry and cookie crumb. Sounds very fancy. In all other ice cream markets, it would be blackberry and cookie ice cream. Yeah. But uh, they do a great big market launch with each of their new flavours. So, um, you, again, you've got to kind of read through the information to, uh, to process it all because they've travelled all over the earth in search of the uh, different flavours to put through their ice cream. And uh, so see if you can work out what these flavours would translate to in a, a, a common market ice cream um, on, on the shelf sort of thing. So in 2010, Connoisseur teamed up with Nadav Kanda, arguably one of the globe's best still photographers, whose impressive list of subjects range from the world's most powerful, such as Barack Obama, to the world's most gorgeous, like Brad Pitt. So... Why would an ice cream manufacturer team up with a photographer to make ice cream? Uh, in a commission designed to capture the artistry involved in making the ice cream, Kanda collaborated with British set designer Hannah Al-Sayed, turning the key ingredients in Connoisseur into virtually stunning art installations. The flavours forming the basis of the installation was the Madagascan vanilla bean, caramel honey macadamia, and the Café Grande. So he took photos of these ice creams spilt on the floor and uh, that made it high art. Mm. Um, the Australian connection that they released in 2010 uh, was in collaboration with some of Australia's uh, best dessert chefs. Um, Darren Purchise, Rochelle Adonis, Pierre Roleff and Kate Sumner were hand-picked by the Connoisseur team for their individual skill and artistry to create things like Murray River Salted Caramel. Caramel ice cream. <laughs> in 2013, they moved to a new format with the launch of the Stick Range. So traditionally, they'd been in tubs, but uh, they branched out into the ice cream on a stick. Uh, the five new flavours were uh, macad uh, Salted Caramel Macadamia from the Murray River region, Kangaroo Island Honey with Pistachio, Sumatran coconut, Madagascan vanilla and cookies, and cream. So again, sounding quite fancy. We'll do the taste test in a moment to see whether or not they uh, live up to their lofty expectations. In 2014, the Connoisseur Empire Collection was released with unique combinations inspired by four of the world's most historic charismatic leaders. In an ode to Emperor Nero... Coffee hazelnut flavoured ice cream was paired with chocolate coated hazelnuts and hazelnut liqueur. Uh, in homage to King Louis VIII, French vanilla ice cream was mixed with chocolate flakes and Armagnac sauce. Uh, taking inspiration from the extravagant Emperor Jing Zong, 
red bean flavoured ice cream was paired with coconut and as a tribute to King Cyrus of Persia, pistachio flavoured ice cream swirled with a sauce made from cinnamon, honey and dates was created. So taking the um, the inspiration from you know world leaders and then uh, the flavours that they would have grown up with in their time. The connoisseur range um, then in 2015 took on Himalayan salted chocolate with vanilla and almond, Canadian maple with peanut butter, Montana mountain mint, Sicilian blood orange, and Mexican chili chocolate. Uh. <laughs> Do you think you'd take on the any of those flavours? Maybe not the chili chocolate. Not the chili chocolate? Have we had chili chocolate on the show before? I think so. In your so. time? Yeah. Uh, in 2016, Connoisseur partnered with Oddfellows Ice Cream, which is one of the most popular ice cream parlours in Brooklyn, New York, to uh, take on and try and recreate Brooklyn in ice cream flavour. So what sort of American flavours do you think they would have gone with? Um. What's a traditional American flavour? Well, peanut butter and pretzel with sweet cream was one of them. Uh, Coney Island's golden syrup and peanut butter swirl, because uh, Americans are well known for pairing <laughs> sweet and savoury. Chocolate brownie with chocolate custard. And uh, Williamsburg had a matcha green tea with white chocolate waffle cone. Uh, the Australian range, which came out in 2017, celebrated the best of Australia through Queensland Mango and Toasted Coconut, uh, the Kangaroo Island Honey with Honeycomb, which we talked about before, and uh, just the simple vanilla, which I wouldn't have thought was very native to Australia. Mm. So then in 2019, they took the Australian Native Collection on, and this is where they partnered with Mark Olive to craft flavours that championed some of the unexpected ingredients that you find in Australian bushland. So, wild hibiscus and berry, wattle seed and hazelnut, plum and cocoa, macadamia and spice finger lime, and bush honey and nougat. So there, that is uh, the ideas behind Connoisseur, taking the simple ice cream idea and uh, spicing it up somewhat with various flavours throughout the world. They take the tagline of plant-based indulgence, but when you think about it, what other ice cream isn't flavoured by plants? I don't know. They all would be. Yeah. Because chocolate comes from the coconut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coconut comes from coconut. Honeycomb comes from nectar, plants, flowers, bees, etc. Yeah. So I don't... I'm not sure if they can really claim that they're the only ice cream company out there to flavour their ingredients through plants. Mm. But it's a it's a clever tagline to uh, to try and capture the market. They do have quite a push for sustainability. Um, they've partnered with uh, the Tuke Rainforest um, to try and replant um, various tracts of lands out there and protect it from logging. They also have the Connoisseur Rainforest Project um, to help the villages uh, around the Tuke Rainforest to build permanent housing um, and get teachers and stuff like that for the the families around the area. 
and that's through uh, Wild Ark. They're also part of the Red Cycle uh, organization, so trying to divert packaging from landfill to uh, turn them into new products. So instead of your ice cream wrapper just going in the bin, uh, it can be recycled into things like outdoor furniture or signage and stuff like that. Um, and all their packaging is recyclable. So the cardboard boxes on the outside, the um, the sticks are certified um, from logs that are traceable to sustainably managed forest and 100% uh, compliant with all those regulations as well. So they, they're trying to do the right thing by the environment by limiting their footprint. But uh, we best take a very quick break so that we can uh, have a nibble on them and see what their flavours do for us after this short break on Afternoon Delight. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. Okay, Max, it's time to go head-to-head in the studio here with uh, some of the different flavoured connoisseur ice cream products. Um... I, sh- I really should have gone with the ones that weren't on a stick, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, because they're quite melty. Oh, yeah. I should have gone with the tub ones so where we could spoon stuff out. You live and you learn. It's not like we've been doing this show for a number of years and should have known better. Anyway, uh, we're going to kick off with the traditional classic vanilla flavour with one of their most recent collaborators, Coco Black, um, who has added... dark chocolate to their classic vanilla ice cream. Um, I'll let you get straight into that so it doesn't melt away to nothing. So uh, let me know what you think of the vanilla base, and then we'll talk chocolate coating on the outside after that. Is it thrilling your senses, Max? Tastes like a normal vanilla ice cream. Are you getting a uh, any particular... Vanilla bean. Flavor. Different types. <laughs> it is very. I know it sounds uh, silly to say it, but it's very vanilla vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely taste the the dark chocolate though on the outside. Yep. So apparently, this is the Madagascan vanilla bean. Is it tasting any different to uh, any other vanilla ice cream that you're used to? Not really, no. I'm thinking of kind of the heart um, ice cream that Peter's put out, because that's the closest that I can think of with just the the basic, or even Chalk Wedge, just a vanilla ice cream center, and then uh, coated in chocolate on the outside. Mm-hmm. It's very creamy. Yeah. And, yeah, look, I'll, I'll say it does have a, a rich vanilla flavor, probably because it is so melty. Yeah. Um, it's difficult to compare. What do you think of the uh, the chocolate on the outside? It's strong, mm. but not too strong. Yeah, kind of that decadent... Because uh, it's only 54% dark chocolate, it's, as you say, not too strong, but it's kind of bitter. Mm. Works in well with the um, the vanilla bean. But that's kind of your baseline to, to work from now um, as the, the classic vanilla. Now we've got three other flavors to compare it to i've tried to go with a mix of uh, the different um uh, styles so do you want to go another vanilla first yeah okay 
Okay, so the vanilla brownie, so it's the Madagascan vanilla bean uh, cocoa brownie in dark chocolate and brownie pieces. And um, again, oh gosh, <laughs> it's melty, melty, melty. Okay, oh no, this is just falling to pieces. So, <laughs> uh, it is disintegrating on the serviette as I pass it over to Max. So even though it's a vanilla center, I'm noticing it's quite brown and cocoa-y. Yep. What's the comparison to the run-of-the-mill vanilla that we had just then? Doesn't taste like vanilla. Mmm. Yeah, actually. Cocoa brownie. That's a, um, a stark difference. The the kind of the brownie mix is all the way through the vanilla base um, ice cream. It's got flecks of brownie pieces through it as well, but they're not crunchy. Yep. Kind of melt in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, chocolate layer on the outside, not quite as rich as the other, like the, the cocoa black one, which was 54%. Um, chocolate, this is only 32% dark chocolate. But it's not overpowering the whole flavour sensation. It's a really nice mix of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know, the scent, the, the brownie scent is not really doing it for me though. I don't mind the 32% chocolate on the outside, but the brownie mix on the inside, it's missing something. It tastes like a watery brownie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm preferring the, um, the classic vanilla at the moment. What about you? You liking the brownie or? I reckon the vanilla. Vanilla? Yeah. Here, there's just something not quite right about the brownie. Um, it's it's nice, but the it's the center. There's something a little bit different. The packaging of it has a lemur <laughs> uh, curled up uh, because, of, of course, that's where lemurs come from, Madagascar. But, um, yeah, if the brownie pieces were crunchy like, like biscuit, like cookies and cream style I yeah. think that might be it might be a texture thing <clears throat> because uh, eating through that I'm just getting too much it's it's too wet <laughs> it's probably because it's supposed to be frozen that it's soft well it's not even that because the the, the brownie pieces they're quite soft as well yeah small um yeah because we've only like it's only been out of the freezer for twenty minutes. It's yeah. um, it was reasonably frozen solid, so they have to be eaten almost immediately. Yeah, because they are melting to nothing. It's not like the studio's, you know, a thousand degrees in here. It's just room temperature. But um, okay, let's let's move on then uh, to the salted caramel and macadamia. Um, so we're starting to introduce some nut flavors. Um, back to the black packaging, I notice. Yep. So this is the Murray River range. Oh. And I am just going to lift that out because it's fallen into two halves <laughs> on its own. 
Uh, so the centre, is it a honey macadamia? Or am I misremembering stuff? It was salted caramel macadamia. Salted caramel macadamia. So the, that's explaining the, uh, the ice cream being a yellowy orange. Almost a toffee colour on the inside. Mm-hmm. The macadamia is all the way through the chocolate um, coating. Big pieces of macadamia on the outside. Possibly not the best for uh, any anaphylactic listeners out there. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yep. The salted caramel, the, like the centre, is quite sweet. Does it still have Madagascan vanilla or is it straight into the... I think it is just salted caramel. Yeah. It's like a um, like a burnt caramel taste. Once you bite down on a couple of macadamia nuts, it gives it that kind of smoky taste. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts? That's probably the best out of the ones we've had so far. Mm. Yeah, on its own, the salted caramel would be nice with a plain chocolate, but the macadamia nut gives it that extra... Not only the extra crunch, which is probably what I was looking for in the brownie one, but it gives it a, a second layer of taste. Yeah. Very well paired. Okay, one to go. <laughs> and again, it's from the Australian Natives Collection. So the wattle seed and hazelnut. Have you ever had wattle seed or hazelnut before? Hazelnut, yes, but wattle seed, don't think so. Possibly not. There's a shop out at Birigara that sells native um, produce and they have wattle seed jam. Well, already I'm noticing something about the uh, the coating of this one. Yeah. It's a white chocolate base. Yeah. So maybe that's... Oh, I've got me some stick and that's about it. <laughs> so this one's a white chocolate coating, then a wattle seed sauce... Coated in hazelnut white chocolate. Ugh. Try and hold it all together. At least the um, outside's held its shape. <laughs> so the white chocolate is hazelnut white chocolate. Mm-hmm. Can taste that. Mmm. It's got that very Nutella-y, like a buttery taste on the outside. Yep. I don't have much ice cream. I've got mainly the outer coating of chocolate. Smooth and creamy. Oh, wow. How do you describe wattle seed taste? Oh. I was expecting it to be like a nutty taste, but it's it's a lot sweeter than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. It's really sweet. Yeah, the ice cream's sweet without the, the chocolate layer on the outside. Mm-hmm. I'm seriously struggling to describe what wattle seed tastes like. It's like nothing I've ever had before. It's very, um, very sweet. It's not like, it's not sweet like a honey. It's, it's its own sweetness. Yeah. But, um, yeah, pairs really well with the, the creamy centre. I still think I like the, the one before, whatever that, I'm, I'm starting to forget which ones we've eaten now. The, um. Salted caramel. Salted caramel. I think that's probably my favourite. But then it would be, um. Yeah, possibly the wattle seed. How are you ranking them? The salted caramel first. Yep. Then probably the um, 
just vanilla. Mm-hmm. Then the white will seed and brownie. Okay. Happy to disagree. <laughs> um, if you've tasted the connoisseur ice creams before, let us know. Because there are so many different flavours out there. I don't know how you'd keep up with uh, being able to tell one from the other. But uh, we'll pop those up on the Facebook page. Let us know what's your flavour. And uh, we'll be back after this. Tears time now on Afternoon Delight for our sweetest tune. And considering there are so many of the connoisseur flavours out there from around the world, uh, we were just going straight to Craig David to ask the question for us. What's your flavour? Uh, it was recorded for his second studio album, Slicker Than Your Average, in 2002. Peaked at number eight on the UK singles chart. Despite only peaking at number 104 on the US Billboard Hot 100, uh, it was included on his best of and uh, to the soundtrack of the 2003 American film What a Girl Wants. Um, it's been used in various advertising campaigns over the years, uh, Popeye's Chicken and a Mattel um, Flavors Doll range, which was apparently reasonably unsuccessful. Um, there's a remix featuring American rapper Twister, but this what's is the flavor? original Tell me Craig what's David. Your flavor? Uh, what's your flavor? That is Craig David on Afternoon Delight with What's Your Flavour? Uh, do you think you've got your flavour picked out from the connoisseur range? Yeah. Yeah. Sold caramel. Sold the caramel all the way? Yeah. There's so many more out there. <laughs> um, we will take the quickest of quick breaks. We've got a recipe to share with you before we wrap the show up. So uh, stick around and let us know on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page uh, if you've tried the Connoisseur range, because uh, I hadn't until the show today. I always thought they were those uh, uh, fancy names, call themselves gourmet ice cream when uh, it was just your run-of-the-mill chocolate, strawberry, vanilla. But nay, they do actually follow through. <laughs> um, so let us know on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Say hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? It is time on Afternoon Delight for us to share a recipe that you can have a go at home to uh, make yourself. Um, now, as we said, connoisseur ice creams have so many different uh, flavours to them. Um, it's hard to pick or narrow it down to just one. But um, we're having a look at uh, their Facebook uh, and website and they've got some amazing recipes that you can try yourself using the connoisseur ice cream ranges. Uh, we've got things like the vanilla raspberry nut Christmas pudding, vanilla berry Christmas bomb, matcha green tea hot chocolates, berry parfaits, butterscotch gingerbread puddings, there's cocktails there, mocktails, ice cream sandwiches, 
Um, what do you think would be the best one to share, Max, at this time of year? It's probably past the hot chocolate weather. Cookie chunk ice chocolate. Cookie chunk ice chocolate sounds like a winner. What do we need for uh, this particular recipe? Four scoops of connoisseur cookies and cream ice cream. One connoisseur cookies and cream stick. Um, 200 grams of milk and two dark chocolate cookies. So it's going to be very chocolatey. Yeah. Okay, what do we need to do? Combine milk, two scoops of cookies and cream ice cream, and one tablespoon of the chocolate syrup to a blender and blend until thick and creamy. Crumble the cookies and stir through. Pour some chocolate syrup into the glass and... Turn the glass so the syrup drips down the sides. Add two scoops of ice cream to the glass and pour the blended milkshake over the ice cream. Serve garnish with a connoisseur cookies and cream ice cream stick. So, chocolate ice cream overload. (laughs) Yep. But would be a really good cool down over the the summer heat me thinks uh-huh. we are almost out of show one thing left to do and it's this Okay, time to open up the Kinder Surprise, find out what is inside. Now, uh, last time we did this, Max, we left on a cliffhanger. (laughs) Uh We were trying to work out what the heck uh, you'd put together, and we were thinking maybe it was a pangolin uh, from its distinctive body shape, the fact that it curled up into a ball, uh, it looked like it had kind of feathery scales, A lot of people on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page agreed with us that, yep, pangolin. However, well done to Steph, uh, who went and hunted around the Kinder Surprise website and found out it was a porcupine. Ah. (laughs) So there's a picture of it on the Kinder Surprise website uh, that it was apparently a porcupine. So there you go. Yeah. But... uh, Linda, Tiana, a number of others on the Facebook page all agreed with us that it definitely looked like a pangolin. So, apologies, Kinder. You uh, had us all mucked around. Um, What have we got this week, though? It's a bear, I think. Oh, you're like a black bear? Oh, okay. It's got a white face. It's not like a panda. Okay. Hmm. So, it's almost got a bluey tinge to its fur. Yep. Um, But yeah, some sort of bear or bear-like mammal. (laughs) Uh Um, They're getting much more uh, hard to distinguish what the creatures are that (laughs) they're creating. 
go back to the days of a, a puzzle that uh, <laughs> yeah. you put together and knew exactly what it was. But uh, that's it from us. Thanks again for tuning in and uh, to those who've been answering all the bits and pieces on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Um, you can connect with us that way or email lolly at ocrfm.org.au. All things going well. We'll be back uh, next week. I'm assuming it's probably going to be our Christmas episode. Yeah, and it's going to be my birthday. <laughs> so uh, party all, all around. Um, we will catch you next week. Bye-bye. See ya. Looking forward to a little afternoon delight. Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite. And the thought of love and you is getting so exciting. Skyrockets in flight. Afternoon delight.